Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Y'all look stronger today, Ed. You kind of came at me a little hard last time. Still early. Don't, don't, don't. Look at you. Don't, don't go fishing for compliments, man. Stop it. Stop it. It's unbecoming. I, I, I can't get a pat on the back. <laughs> See, no, not like that. You got to earn this. Come on, I man. Earn it. Come on. This, this is, it's this the be, NFL. It's become boot camp all of a sudden. <laughs> Help! <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe in Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric What's Davis. Happening? I am Rashawn Haylock. ED, it's Bengals week. Yep. It is Bengals week. Niners, of course, coming off that big win down in Tampa. They got to hit the road once again and play in Cincinnati to take on the Red Rocket and those – Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati, of course, first-year head coach Zach Taylor. He was one of many friends of Sean McVay that got a job in the offseason. <laughs> do you know Sean McVay? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I do. Well, I, why, are you sitting here, why are you sitting here talking to me? You could be a head coach somewhere, I, I, ED. I, I do. No, 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 no. I don't know if I'd want to be a head coach. No? I don't know if I want to be a head coach. Well, I, I wouldn't knew, mind being in a DB room, though. Well, if, I, if I knew Sean McVay, I'd be a head coach somewhere. I, no, you wouldn't. Of course. No, you no. All I had to it do was say happen. I know Sean McVay. No, me, I mean, me and that, Sean are boys. We went to Nobu. It takes a little bit more than that. Yeah? A little bit more, yeah. Uh, all yeah. right. Well, not, not to discredit Zach Taylor. We're just, we're just, just messing around here. But well, it is Bengals week, of course. Um, Niners likely going to be without running back Tevin Coleman yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, but Joe Mixon on the Bengals side, uh, he's a little bit iffy. He got banged up uh, in the last game against the Seahawks. So could be a couple couple key backs could be out of this one. Um, but Raheem Mostert, he looked really, really – if the defense was like the, the main point, main takeaway for me, um, it was Raheem. He, he was right there, either 1B or, or, or close number two for me on, on Sunday. I feel you with that. Going, going into this game – uh, you, you look at Raheem, and I, I think he'll take advantage of his opportunities like he did before. Yeah, he, he has that mindset. Uh, you can see just the way he plays. He wants to be on the field. He wants to get out there. The moment's not too big for him, uh, and I think he's going to take advantage of, of his opportunities. And that's the way you want to build your rooms. That's, that's what you got to look at. You're a Niners fan. You want to see how, how John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are putting this team together. And that's the thing about being a good team. You have to be able to have that next guy come in and do the job. And we can all understand why that guy's not starting. Uh, but when that guy comes in, he has to be efficient. He has to be able to get the job done. And, and he has to want to be out there and understand that role. And I think that you're going to get that. I, I, I feel good about that, you know, that addition, uh, you know, coming out of the backfield. I really do. This is a Bengals team that went up to the Pacific Northwest and played Seattle really tough. Yeah, they did. Week one. Yeah, they did. John Ross, a couple touchdown catches, had one super sick catch in that, in that first half. That, that never should have happened. What happened? Break it down. It was a, I mean, it was a hell Andy. I mean, really? Come on, man. Young Andy just threw it up, and he wouldn't get That should never happen. Safety completely misplayed it. Yes, Ross made the play. 
That was a horrible play. That was a horrible play. I'm not saying that he's a horrible player, but that was a horrible play by the back end of Seattle's defense. That you just can't you can't let that happen. Oh, just knock it down, man. Half's over. You can't let that happen. But Andy put it up there and they made a play. Ross got it. He scored the touchdown. He had two touchdowns on the day. Yeah. Uh Andy Dalton, those were his, his his lone two touchdown passes. They scored 17 in the first half, just three in the second half. Seattle was able to come back late and win that one. It's actually low scoring second half. Seattle outscored them seven to three in that fourth quarter in order to win the game up there in front of all the twelves. Um, and you know what you saw right there? That's that's young coach, old coach. Uh, Football's about adjustments. Zach Taylor, very first NFL game. Yeah, I Pete mean, Carroll's been around. Uh, yeah, you're playing at home, and, and you look at what's happening. You're going to come back, and you're going to make your adjustments, and you're going to see what you can do now. Now, uh, you look at the flip side of that with the Niners. You look how the second half went, how they made plays. So, so I, I like that. That's a good sign that, you know, the question is, can Kyle – you know, command a group of men. You know he's a, a good offensive play caller. But, but, yes, you have the people in place you saw. Yes, you're playing Tampa that people don't have a lot of faith in in being a good football team, but they made the adjustments in a tough environment. It was a close game at the half. They made the adjustments, got themselves in position to, to win that game. You, you know, flip side of that, you saw that the adjustments were made by Pete Carroll uh, it came down to an iffy play at the end, but also there were plays made before that point that gave them an opportunity to win it. If you were with us earlier this week, uh, we talked about that iffy play at the end. Andy Dalton, he, he's just got to be better than that at the end, right? I mean, you just can't ha- you can't, just can't allow that to happen, right? Well, well, I mean, the one at the end of the game, uh, I I think that was a, I still think that was an incomplete pass. Uh, you know, and, and they should have had an opportunity. And he was the team because you look at it on the road in Seattle. We all know that's a tough place to play. Yeah. It's one of the loudest places on planet How loud Earth. Is it? I mean, you've been up there. Yeah, it, it's it's you and I sitting here right now would not be able to hear one another. Okay. There's no way we'd be able to hear one another talking to one. Another. And and we are sitting here what three feet, four yeah, feet apart. There, yeah. There is it. It would be absolutely impossible for us to be able to hear one another. Period. I don't care how loud you scream when that crowd's making noise because the crowd's making noise and they have the, they're pumping in noise. So it's 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 they're they're miking the crowd noise and the speakers are bringing it back in. So it's it's so loud when you're up in there. But with, with all of that, with, with that being said, I mean, he had an opportunity, Andy, that is to take his team down and, and get in position to still win a football game. OK. The play that got him was earlier in that half. They got a quick turnover, and he dropped the ball. Yeah, gave it right back to him. He, he literally just – the ball fell out of his hand trying to make a throw. That can't happen. I know mistakes happen in football games. Guys guys will line up offside. You you get a, a, you know, a hand to the head. A guy will jump offside on defense. A, a, a DB will grab someone. Quarterback can't drop the ball. Not trying to throw the ball. That, that just cannot happen. That's like a DB falling in his backpedal. I'm just backpedaling and I just fall. That, that's the equivalent of you getting up trying to walk outside right now and you just fall. It could happen. It, it, but it can't. <laughs> it can't. Not right now while we're talking about the show. Okay. While we're sitting here talking, you got the mic in your hand. It can't happen. Right. Well, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm talking I'm about. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to sit right there here. There you go. I'll, I'll, Don't fall I'll, out your chair. I'll, I'll, I'll try not. <laughs> but there, there's no back support here. So I, there's no, I can't make any promises. If you hear something, just pick me up. Um, the, the thing that I'm encouraged by 
watching this Niners defense last week and that if I was a Bengals fan, I, I'd be a little concerned about is, yeah, Andy Dalton had a good game. He Career high, 418 yards, but he threw the ball 51 times. Yeah. I think if if he throws the ball 51 times against the Niners this Sunday, I, I think they got a pretty good chance. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity to get some pressure on the quarterback. They they are building this team to get pressure on the quarterback with that nine wide nine and everything else that they're doing from uh, bringing in D Ford and Bosa. Bosa. Um, you, you know, I would I hope he turns into the, a player like his brother. Everyone says that coming that that he has potential to be better than his brother, and if that's the case, ooh, 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 look ooh, out. Oh, because his brother, oh, man. But that, you know, if you if, if their game plan is to put it all in Andy's hand and you're going to allow Dalton to drop back that much, that should play into that defensive hands because I think you're, the confidence is going to grow on the back end where guys can make plays. I, they're going to be physical and try to make things a lot more difficult. Uh, you know, they don't allow guys running through. I don't think they're going to allow guys to just run through zones freely like they did last year. I think you're going to see a better understanding of what it is uh, Salah wants them to be doing defensively. Um, and I, I think that that will really play – that will really play into the defensive um, game plan. I, I, so, I don't I, – see, you think they're going to do – I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to try to throw the ball that much. I, I, even with Mixon being, you know, a little banged up, I think they understand that they're going to have to try to run the ball on the Niners a lot more. I mean, you feel like they would have to, right? I, I just feel 51 is a lot of pass attempts. I, being at home, I mean, who, who knows? But th- I'm surprised they tried to throw it that much against Seattle. I think a, a lot of it, you know, you talked about the running back getting banged up. I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, I think um, part of it is the feeling that that Legion of Boom is gone and you want to test them. Uh, and remember, it's the first game, trying to catch someone off beat. And you look at it, that, that game plan, I, I, you didn't expect it, I didn't expect it, Seattle didn't expect it. And that game plan had them in position to win. To win the game. So, so that's the thing about it. Early on, you may try to do some things uh, because it's, it's, still, it's, it's still sort of that preseason. The Niners will, are still trying to do some things and trying to, to work out the kinks and figure things out offensively. Defenses should be ahead right now. Early on in training camp, that's how it is. Uh, you know, old, old, old school when you had long training camps and all the two-a-days, defenses would be together a lot faster than the offenses. Um, remember now – Training camp is kind of bleeding over into to, to the regular season, yeah. so I think we'll still we'll, we're going to see a lot of wrinkles here early on as these offensive coaches try to figure out what they do best, and I, and, and I think we're going to see that from Kyle as well. I I was a big Andy Dalton fan watching him in college during his TCU days, and I remember watching that draft and the Niners being in the position, thinking that they were going to take him. They mm-hmm. ended up not taking him. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking Colin Kaepernick. I had not watched a whole lot of Colin Kaepernick yeah. in college. He played well in college. Yeah, but he I, played I, very well in college. I, I, I wasn't it. wasn't privy to how well that yeah. he played, but I saw Dalton play a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, as a Niner fan back then, I'm like, if we can get this guy, I'd be really happy about that. They ended up getting Kaepernick. It worked out though. He went. You, you go to you know a couple of NFC championships. You go to a Super Bowl. Um, how close are the Niners to? How close is Andy Dalton to being a Niner? 
Uh, you know what? Is that the, just me on the, my the, couch? Just well, no, this is. I can't say that he was close to being a Niner. That that I don't know. I I can speculate like everyone else. I know for a fact. I, I know for a fact. I got it straight from the horse's mouth. Trent Balky told me this himself. I because I asked him sitting him sitting next to him the same way I'm sitting next to you. Why cap? I asked him, this was Cap's rookie year, but this is before Cap had ever even hit the field. I was like, why'd you draft, draft Cap? Uh, remember, Jim Harbaugh was the, was the quarterback, at, I mean, was the head coach at the time. And he told me, he was like, E, that's the guy that Jim says he believes can get the most out of his offense. He, he said, like, this is the guy he wants to coach. This is the guy that he believes gives us the best opportunity moving forward because this is the guy that he will be able to do the most with the way he wants his offense run. So that's why he drafted. He was like, he said there were other, and Trent did say this, that there were other guys that he had his eye on. He said, but that's, that was the head coach. This is what he's saying. He was like, he's saying that's the guy, so I'm going to give him that guy. And, he, and that's how Cap became a Niner right there. And you know what? Early on, that was some, that was some big-time success early on. The man talked to Trent Balke, talked to Jim Harbaugh. He's been in the Niners' room. He's won – World Championship with the Niners. He is none other than Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you're thinking, what you want to hear, what kind of stories you want to hear from a man, E.D. Um, Eric, so... Some of them I won't tell if guys are still alive. <laughs> Just saying. So we... we, we look Don't at, laugh. That's we, true. I, 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 that's it. Some I, I, of them. I'm not telling if they're still alive. I believe you. I believe, I believe I'm not that, saying you can't ask. I'm just saying I won't tell. I believe it has to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, a lot of guys are getting a lot of trouble. <laughs> so see that. See there I, you I go. The there you go. Assuming there you go. Assuming. I think it's for the benefit of us all. You know. I, I mean, I don't want to be guilty you know, by no, association. No, no. See there you go. Assuming <laughs> the worst. Maybe these guys are doing amazing, amazing philanthropic things, and they just don't want just anyone don't want to know there. about it. See, it's all, all right. see, okay. that's you. Well, I, get, I get down that's with that. That's you. I, again, I'm telling you, that's hereditary. <laughs> you, 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 you were born with this in you, man. Keep going. I'm going to have to call let's, my mom after let, this show. Let's talk about the Niners and Cincy. We're going to go through the whole family history. Mama, what happened this time? <laughs> what happened that time? Because Eric said this. So we, we, we got to go through you the whole out, thing. man. It's like every time we talk, I find out a little bit more about you, man. <laughs> We're, we're we're growing and learning one another. I, I'm learning. I'm learning a little bit about you too, Mr. <laughs> Ed. Um, more about this 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 Niners and and Bengals game. Um, there was something I wanted to ask you last or earlier this week when we spoke uh, on the Believe in 49ers pot. It was about the defense, right? It was about uh, you being a former DB, Richard Sherman. He he had that pick six. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he had a couple flags thrown his way. Yeah, one of them. This new rule, of course, where you can challenge pass interference calls, right? And it didn't help him that it happened right in front of Bruce Arians, but he got called for a PI. It wasn't called originally during the uh-huh. play, but uh, Arians challenged it. He he grabbed a guy. They looked at the the, the video. They end up calling pass interference on him. It was a blatant pass interference. There, there there's nothing, no, no no two ways yeah. about it, yeah. right? He he deserved the flag. My whole thing is the overreaction, right? From what happened with the Rams and the Saints, and now we have to go through all of this. What, 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 as a former DB, you played this game. You feel like you made a play. Maybe you got away with something. Now it can go back to the video. What, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? I don't have a problem with it. 
You don't. Uh, you just said. It wait, bothers hold on, me. Hold on, hold on. Listen to what you just said. The flag wasn't thrown. Um, Arians threw a flag. You just said it was PI. It was a blatant it PI. It was. Okay, so guess what? If you have the technology to actually get a call correct, use it. So you're on the side of technology. Uh, why not? If you have it, use it. Now, this is the thing. It shouldn't just be for DBs. Use it for holding. Use use it for illegal formation. Use it across the board. Don't pick on a position. That's my thing. So if, if you're going to use the technology which is available, that which we should, everyone uses it for everything else, okay? Everyone uses available technology to, to the highest of its potential. That's what Americans do. Okay, America. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to get everything out of it, you know. Every TikTok we can find. That's what we're trying to do. So I don't have a problem with that. Maybe you can say it's an overreaction. I, Belichick said it before. Every play should be reviewable. Do it like tennis. You give a certain amount, and it's not going to slow down the game. It's not going to do everyone. The game is going to be this way. We'll still be watching tapping in the Niners right now. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because they're just like every every pass that's thrown, a hold could be called. There's holding on every play. You know this. But they but. A flag's not thrown, nor will it be challenged every play. There's, there could possibly be holding. There's offensive pass interference on every play. There's always a wide receiver pushing. You don't challenge all of them. There will be critical moments that are challenged. And just like you have a system now, you get so many, you keep it. If you, if you win, you lose it. If you don't, and you make it that simple, and you do the same thing, you tie it to timeouts. If you don't have a timeout, you can't challenge. It has to come from the booth, but then within two minutes, you, you utilize the rules. Get it right. I don't have a – I know everyone's like, man, you like that rule? No, I'm, I'm on the side I'm, of getting I'm it honestly, correct. I'm shocked that you like that I'm rule. on the side of getting it correct. Just, just like replay can show, if a guy if, – if, if your feet are in, they're in. If they're out, they're out. If he caught it, he caught it. If he didn't, he didn't. And utilize it. It's, it's – I'm going to, we're going to get back to Cincinnati <laughs> and we the are. Niners here. But I want to go back back to the, the, the failed Mary that they called it where Green Bay threw the ball in Seattle. Oh, the Seattle game. And, that, and, that, and all of that with happened. The well, no, Seattle. Seattle, you know, they threw it and, and caught it. That one with the replacement refs. Yes, because you had replacement refs. That went to overtime. I, I mean, that went to replay. Was it – was that a touchdown by the rules – Yes, by the rules. We can go to Green Bay and the Cowboys and Dez Bryant. I saw it. You saw it. Did Dez catch, did, it did, catch. Did, did, did Dez catch the ball? He caught it. Yes. Was it an incomplete pass? Yes. By the rule, it was incomplete. So that's, that's the thing. There, there's a difference between what I see and what the rule book says. So if you have a way to get it correct, get it correct. That's, that's, it's I, that simple. I, 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 I my problem with it is the point that you just made, where we get to the point where we're going to be reviewing every single penalty you're, that happens no, you're, in a game. You won't review every we're single penalty. Humans. I think human error is part of the game. Uh, but and so, wait, wait, so much. Not if it doesn't have to be. Not if it doesn't have to be. Why not? Human, it human, was when you played. Human, and guess what? They didn't have the technology. They have the technology now. So if but I you think can, you had a great career. I thought the football was just as good, if not better, 
during the, the football time that you was good. I'm not saying that the football wasn't good, but I'm not saying that the football but won't the be good now. The experience for the fan was just as good as well. Well, because you didn't have that opportunity to see it, I'm sure there were people that would have liked. Would do you think there is an Oakland Raiders fan that wish they had replay on Franco Harris's catch? Don't tell me there's not one. Of course. There we go. If you have the technology to get it correct beyond a doubt, utilize it. That's all I'm saying. I, my, my whole thing is I just think it's a huge overreaction. Um, it's a, it's a every, huge every overreaction. Rule, every rule change could be viewed as that, and rule changes always happen. And understand that rule changes, and that's why, that's why I'm not worried about this. Sherm's not worried about it. And, you know, rule changes. Hear this. Rule changes affect. And there, there are always rule changes. Every year, there are always going to be rule changes. The rules were different when I got in the league than when I left the league at my position. I, I remember Lester Hayes telling me when they put in the – Lester Hayes told me this himself. When they put in the five-yard bump rule, he said, I knew that my days were numbered because <laughs> he knew he couldn't play in space. He was like, that. I, I knew. But rules, it, it always happens. They come in, and this is what rules do. Rule changes affect less talented players the most. Talented players always adapt. They'll adjust. But you will always adjust. If there are some things that you just can't do, you can't play that position in the NFL. The NFL is not for everyone. It's the best of the best. And the really good players, the most talented players, they adapt to the rules that are there. I agree with that. Coming from your standpoint as a player, coming from my standpoint as a fan, I don't want to see it. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. Like, I, I understand what happened in New Orleans, and it's a crime, and I know the Saints fans tried to – Tried to sue America because they got robbed at the end of that well, game. Well, they did. But, they did. But there were there that were, cost them a Super Bowl. I yes, there, it did. There are other plays that happened in, it, in that, no, no, in no, that, no. In that see, game as well. See, you know what? In our in our last show, we had this conversation about there being a number play, of plays in the and game, they, they and they one play changes one play. the game. Yeah. that one play cost them that game. The Saints would have won that game. I can't say they would have won the Super Bowl, but they would have won that game. That one play cost them that game. So don't give me all this, well, they still would have had to get the kick and they would have had to go. They still overtime and all this stuff. No, that play gave the Rams an opportunity to once again remain in the game and win it. But that one play took the game from them, period. And if you have the way to correct that, I'm even if it had cost me, if it had hurt me, I still would like to have the technology because I would like to be on the other side of that when it happens to me. And I, have, I had games that cost me playoffs. When I was in Carolina, I had a game that cost me a playoff. And then we're going to get back to this. we got to talk about this actual we, we game do. right we, here. We, we, My we, last we. story. I had a ref on a game, a third and four. I came clean around, made a play on a curl route, knocked it down. This, it was a four-point game. We were on the road in Cincinnati. We needed this game to make it into the playoffs. I made the play. I roll. I get up, and I see the ref throw the flag, and I see the flag flying. As I, as I roll off the ground and roll up and stand up, I see the flag already flying. I didn't touch the guy. The ref told me. The ref literally told me I missed that one, and I'm screaming, pick up the flag. <laughs> I'm screaming, pick up the flag. And he's, he was like, I missed. He was like, my bad, my bad, E. I missed that one. I, I can't even tell you how I went off on him and all the things I was saying. But he literally told me. He, he, he thought I was going to 
um, commit pass interference. So he threw the flag. He anticipated the call. So that's the human error that you can erase. Just like that play right there can be erased. You erase that play. Now, some human error that's going to be very difficult to erase is um, is Geno Atkins. Carlos Dunlap. Uh, Dunlap. That's going to be that's going to be very difficult. Jimmy G was upright for the most part last week. Uh, yeah, he was. He, he only got hit one. Only got sacked once. And I'm and I'm and I like the way the offensive line played. I like what they did. Um, I I don't like the penalties, like the dumb penalties. But I'm going to cross up. I'm going to you know. Illegal formations, things like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk that up to you know that heat. You know, when the sun's whispering in your ear, you can tend to make some mistakes early on. Guys are still getting themselves into playing shape. They're still getting themselves into game shape for the season. Um, that I like. Um, but this, def- this is an active defensive front. Um, this is a physical defense. It's going to be interesting to see how. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how. Kyle Shanahan tries to attack them. I, I imagine it's going to be what this offense is about anyway, getting the ball out of, um, of uh, Garoppolo's hand quickly and try and get it into um, you guys in space and try to neutralize that push that you're going to get. Because you can't – Geno's not going to allow you to just stand in the pocket. You're going to get pushed in your face, and you got guys coming off the edge. So this, this, is, going to be, this is going to be a nice chess match. What about Debo? What did you like from him last week? Uh, I, like what I like about Debo is, I mean, both of these young receivers, they want to play. Um, you know what? They they play angry. Is that good or bad? That's really receiver? good. That's that's really good. I mean, you you got to want to you you got to yeah you, know, you you can't play the game you can't you can't play football mad. Um. You got to be focused, and that's what I mean. It's, it's that type of anger, where where it's a controlled anger to where these guys expect to make plays. It's it's like they're they're trying to prove something, but but it's to themselves. They're not. I don't. They don't. They don't. Um, they don't present themselves to me as the type young players that are in awe of what's going on. Uh, they look like the players that are just trying to get it in their heads how everything works like they they expect to be able to make plays and i think that's a major part of it uh you know the games the game's not too physical for them a lot of receivers come into the league even the big guys they come into the league and they realize like wait a minute you know what you know when i bargain for you know what when i when that when that 33 year old man hit me that was a different kind of punch it's like when guys used to fight i used to go to mike tyson fights all the time and you see guys like when they realize, like my sparring partner didn't hit quite that hard. That that's how a lot of young receivers come into the league. Where it's like, wait, that's a different sting, man. Like I'm, I'm that's a grown man hitting me. That's not an 18 year old freshman, you know, that I was just dominating over there. Like no, no, it's, it's different. Those two guys seem like they, they they are ready to handle it. But I but I still want to see. I'm still trying to see where Pettis is going to be. And, you know, I want to see, you know, his health. I know he got a little banged up again. I think the groin got banged up a little bit more. I want to see him get healthy and and just find his niche. Because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent in that wide receiver room, period. And so, you know, like how how is that going to be utilized? You know, uh, th- that's all, all these type things. I'm, 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 that's where I'm looking at from the wide receiver point. But when you, but the two young guys in particular, I mean, you asked about Debo. Uh, I, I, I like what he's shown. 
there's some growth. I mean, he looks like a young receiver right now. Yeah. Still, he's, he's got to learn. It's funny. He and Jimmy both had to learn. They both have to get more reps and learn to learn see the other. same thing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they haven't had time together. Jimmy hasn't had time with anybody. Yeah, the, the running game, I think, is going to be huge this week. Are they going to be able to run against – I mean, you, you keep talking about how stout this defensive line is, right? Are, are they – no no Tevin Coleman this week, right? But, I mean, Raheem, like we mentioned earlier, he had a good game. Breida had a good game. Um, almost 100 yards for the team uh, rushing at Tampa last week. Are they going to be able to run this week? I, I think that's huge. The thing about I, – I agree with you. And the thing about running the ball, um, it's about being committed to the run. It, Something but, since he wasn't that, committed to last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, and see, and this this is the thing that I see. There's a difference between under. There's a difference between saying, "Okay, we're going to run this ball in Dallas. We're going to run Zeke, and we're going to run Zeke because that's our offense." Or when AD was in Minnesota, that's our offense. Everything goes through him. Um, I think the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons taught Kyle Shanahan that you have to be committed to the run. Ah. It's not even a question of you getting huge gashes on a team. It's not a question of you breaking 20-yard, 30-yard runs. Yes, you, of course you're designing plays to, to go all the way. That's what you're trying to do. But you have to be committed to the run, understanding that those things are going to create the play action. They're going to create um, a certain uh, – they're going to create certain matchups. More so, they're going to create a certain mentality – with your offense. That, that's the way our offense shows its toughness. Your wide receivers can get out there and talk trash and, and throw the first down mark and every, on, on all those things, but eventually, eventually a DB is going to pass out a woo-lick. <laughs> sooner or later, sooner or later, one of your wide outs or tight end or somebody, they're going to they go catch an L. They will catch an L. Yeah. You, they, they, they will step on the landmine and everything on that out route. You just go see it go boom right on the sideline. It's going to happen sooner or later. But – your big boys up front, all those big, nasty, sexy dudes, they all think the offensive linemen think they're the sexiest guys on planet yeah, Earth they're all, across the board. They all think they're sexy. All those big sexies, they set the tone on how physical you are. So you got to be committed to allowing those guys to punch back. And I think that Kyle learned that in that Super Bowl where he had an opportunity to punch, punch New England when he was on the other side of that. And I think you'll see him do that when he has his opportunity, even if it's not working. You, you st- I mean, even if you're averaging less than three yards, you still got to be willing to tell your guys, look, this next play is going to work. And they have to have that mindset. I think that's important for an offense. I think it's important for an offense. I think it's important for Jimmy G. Of course. The things that you want to do with that offense, it, it's a lot of it's predicated on on the fakes. It's predicated on keeping those backers, you know, off off pace. You want him to get the ball out of his hand quickly, then you have to be able to quick uh, create windows quickly. Run, the run game can allow you to do that. You, if, if these guys are concerned, because they still have to do their job, you know, e- even if they are eating on you in that run game, you, they still have to come down and take on those blocks and make those tackles. They still have to be prepared to do it, and that's going to open up other windows right behind them to where he can get the ball out of his hand quickly. So you're right. That, that's important for Jimmy. So you got the defensive line to worry about for Cincinnati. You got the fact that John Ross went off last week against – Yeah, he made some plays. This The, the Seattle secondary. 
uh, Andy Dawson's coming off a career game in which mm-hmm. he, he threw for over 400 yards, but he threw it 51 times. Yeah, but not the, okay. But and he threw it. And I'm gonna let you finish that thought. He threw it 51 times, and he stayed calm on the road, and had his team in position to win that game. That's saying a lot for Andy. But they only rushed the ball for 34 yards. And yeah. You talk about being committed to to running the ball. They only ran it 14 times. Mm-hmm. You don't think that they'll try to replicate this? I don't either. For 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 the record, I, I think they there will be a little bit more of of uh, of a balance there for them offensively, especially being at home, especially having a week to prepare. If in fact they're without Joe Mixon, um, but I mean it, it, it's it, it's tough. I mean Gio Bernard. I don't know if he's a guy that you want to hand it off to, you know, twenty plus times uh, in a game. So who's going to be the guy to get those carries? I think that's the bigger issue for Zach Taylor. And that offense um, coming up on on Sunday going to be this Niners defense. Well, they got to find a guy, right? They only ran it 14 times last week. They got to well, find a guy to give the carries to this week if Mixon isn't available. Well, if Mixon's not playing, you know what you're gonna do, what you're gonna see. Now, it may not be uh, Gio Bernard may not have more than you know 10, 12 rushings. Yeah, uh, he only had seven last week. Yeah, and, and that he, was and, a team and, high. And that will that could possibly go up to 10, 12. But watching the passing game, and it's still it's going to count the passing game. But they're going to be screens. Little they're going to be which, which is which count is. Runs, I'm still basically. to this day. I'm still mad that they they counted that against our secondary. And we couldn't defend that. He threw the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage, but th- that yardage counts against our pass defense. So I don't like. But so those won't show up. That's the way you get those touches. So that, that's that's the way I'm expecting them to get the running back involved more. That he's going to get it in screen games. He'll get it in quick and you know outlet passes. That's that's what you're going to have to do. I don't think they're going to try to push the ball down the field uh, as many times as they did this last so game. So what's practice like for this secondary right this week? I mean they're great playing right home, bunch of celebrating. You had you had you know two pick sixes. Down in Tampa last week, you look at the box score like, oh, Andy Dawson threw it 51 times. I dare you to throw it 51 times against us. What, what, what's, the, what's the practice week like for that secondary group in particular this week as, as they're getting ready? Are they, are they just just fired up? I mean, is the confidence just through the roof right now? Or are, are they pumped up, hope, hoping to see a bunch of balls in the air? Well, you're just going to go in. Um, you're going to go in and you're going to look at the film. You're going to see what they what they actually shown, see what's the same from preseason. Because there's going to be, you know, very little. You're going to see what's the same from preseason, and then what they actually put on film. Because you, remember, you got a new staff up there, so yeah. you got so you want to look and see what looks like old Andy, and that that offense. What seems to be new, you're going to work on that, and then you're going to look at the scheme that the coaches put in, and you're going to try to find ways to to, to create some some plays within that. That's that's what you really do as a secondary. You want to look at it and just see, okay, this this right here is their favorite route. This is something that they like to go to. That's a hard thing to do early on um, with a new coaching staff because they haven't really shown you what they like to do. But any plays that you see that them repeatedly do, you work on those. Uh, the confidence is there. It's hard to find. It's hard to find a DB that lacks confidence. That's a hard thing to do, man. Uh, just really, it, 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 it's the nature of the position. You're a gunfighter, man. You, you you really are. That's that's you you you. It's old West and you're a gunfighter, and the mindset that you have to have for a gunfighter. And and I had Emmett Emmett Thomas is a guy that uh, that told me this. Um, you know, a great DB in this league, and the thing he explained to me in this my rookie year, he said, "What I like about you, you get it." That mentality. I was still at Jacksonville State when he told me this. 
as a scout. He, he said that, that gunfighter mentality, he said, even, even if they shoot you, even if they shoot you, when you're falling back on your back, you're about to hit the ground dead, that trigger of yours, it still goes off, and you get them too. That's the confidence that DBs have. Like, you might get me on this one. I'll get you the next get you one. Get you the next one. And that's, that's how it is. And I'm going to make it hard on you. So those DBs are working to continue to make plays. You can't plan, you can't plan on the candy that Jameis was, was it passing out. It might not out. be Halloween can, It may not be, even though they have the colors. Okay. It may not be. They, he may not, you know, might officially. Not he may not officially make Sunday Halloween like Jameis did. He tried to change the date, and he did, and he passed out candy. You can't count on that, but catch the ones that come to you if it happens. So you game plan. That's, that's what you're going to do. You're, it's, you know Andy, what, he can capable, what he's capable of doing, the type of throws he can make. It's hard right now to totally know what they're going to be doing offensively. You look at what they did last week, match it up to preseason, see how much of it you can get. But then you're going to basically play the calls. Play the calls, play the offense that's presented to you on game day. And during the week, that's what they'll be working on. 10 a.m. kickoff local time in Cincinnati. Yeah. ED says it's not going to be a problem. We'll no, see. No, you don't, you don't worry about that. Improved it to and up. It's a problem. It's, it's a, Rayshon, it's a problem if you make it a problem. It really is. If you, if, you, if you tell yourself it's hard to play at that time, it's going to be. It, I, I, would, I never had that luxury. When, when I got on the team, it, we never, they never even mentioned it. It was never a thing. We practiced during two days. We would practice, you know, early in the morning. We'd practice at 8.45. And, and it was like one of those things. I heard it. I remember hearing it like very early in my career. They were like, you've played football at this time before, so let's just go play football. It doesn't really matter. We'll break it all down for you here coming up on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We'll have all the recap from this Bengals game, and we'll also look ahead to week three as well. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. What what you got for the people, ED? What what, what can they they hang on? What can they expect? What can they see? What's one thing they will see from this Niners team on Sunday? I think you're going to see a team that will make less mistakes. You won't see the same amount of penalties. I I think you're going to see – I I think you're going to see better execution uh, offensively. So when you score, it doesn't get called back every time. (laughs) I think you're going to see that. And I think you're going to continue to see the defense and the special teams play at the level that they're playing at. I'm not concerned with the pick sixes. What I like about those, what we saw was the defense make plays when it had opportunities to make plays. I think that's going to continue. 10 a.m. kickoff local time on Sunday. It'll be Niners and Bengals. We'll break it all down for you next week right here on the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.